You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to help you with your home improvement project. So, no matter what you're doing, look around. Well, not if you're driving, but imagine <laughs> the walls of your home. Imagine the floors. Imagine the yard, the siding, the roof. We know there's a project that you want to get done. The first thing you should do is pick up the phone and call us because we'll help you get it done the easy way. The number is 888 888- Money Pit. It is the fall fix-up season, and that means there are lots of projects to do. You know, we call this the Goldilocks season. Why? Because it's not too hot and it's not too cold, which means it's the no-excuse season to get projects done around your house. But when the cooler weather is upon us, it means that you may have one thought on your mind when it comes to heating your house, and that is, how do I save money? How do I heat my house inexpensively and efficiently? Well, a wood stove could be a good option to do just that, but maintaining it is the key to making sure that it runs safe. So we're going to talk a little bit about wood stove maintenance on today's edition of The Money Pit. And also ahead this hour, do you happen to have some old or beaten up wood furniture that you're thinking about tossing? Well, don't. We're going to tell you how to turn that trash into a trendy treasure with a great project that will put a new finish on your old furnishings. And also ahead this hour, we've got a great idea for an easy fall decor project that will bring the colors and themes of the season to any room in your house with no sewing skills required. All you need is some creative flair to transform the windows in your house so they reflect the colors of the season. All right, that's ahead. And also, it's super quick and it's easy. We've got a great prize up for grabs. We're giving away a fast way to make over your bathroom flush with creativity. They're toilet tattoos. Have you guys heard of this? The winner's going to get five designs of their choosing, and these are decorative patterns that stick on the top of your toilet lid, and it kind of adds some fun to the space. It's a prize worth $50. It's going to go out to one caller that reaches us with their home improvement question. So let's get right to it. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. Dana in Iowa, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Well, I have a shelf that needs to be cut down so it'll fit in the base of our A-frame cabins that we just bought in the Ozarks. And so it's about 20 inches tall, and it's about three feet long, and it kind of has those baskets that fit in it. And so what I'd like to do is I'd like to cut it at an angle so that it fits back in there and it's not just sticking out into the the flooring space. So, Dana, what you need to do is that, I mean, really what you have to do is sort of resize this piece so that it will fit into that open bay portion so that it's not, as you say, sticking out into the room. And you really need to be creative with the angles to sort of figure out what needs to come out of where. Can you tell me a little bit more about this A-frame and the size of the shelf? Well, the A-frame is just a regular A-frame. It goes all Mm -hmm. the way from the top to the peak all the way to the ground level. 
And um, so I was trying to figure out how do you figure the angle so that I know what angle to cut this shelf on. Well, there's a tool that you're going to want to get, T-Bevel. And yep. it's um, it's like a plastic handle with this sort of tic-tac oval-shaped blade that's got like mm-hmm. a slide set in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. you're going to open that up. You can get that at any tool area, you know, at the home center. And you're going to want to okay. open it up and you put that right in the corner at the angle and then lock it in that position. And then you go ahead and put that at your T-square and that's going to tell you exactly the angle that you need to cut at. Or you can then take that T-bevel and go right up to the bottom of your shelf, put it exactly where you're going to want to put that cut and mark that line. Okay. Yeah, it's like an adjustable square and it's called a T-bevel and you should be able to find an inexpensive one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I mean, Leslie it really is going to save your day and make this the easiest project. I use that all, right. all the time for different types of fancy mitering cuts and too, because there's a couple of tricks of the trade where you can you know, measure an angle and then divide it <clears throat> so that you can make a miter that ends up perfect uh, on, on both sides. But And we also use it sometimes to set the angle on saw blades. So I think you'll find that it'd be a very handy tool for this particular project. Okay, mm-hmm. Dana? All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got Doug in Alaska on the line who needs help with a decking question. Tell us what's going on. Cabin we had uh, built by a local builder that's remote. And what was supposed to have been done <clears throat> was uh, decking adhesive used on the floor joist on the three quarter OSB tongue groove. Okay. It wasn't done. They put nails in. And um, I've asked him since. If you could go back at least, and if you can't redo that unless you tear everything up, to, to go ahead and put some decking screws in there. And I've got kind of two questions. One, uh, um, would it be worth it after he goes through and does the decking screws to do something underneath at the juncture of the underlayment of the uh, underside of the OSB and along the top of the... Uh, yeah, would that be worth putting some deck, some kind of decking adhesive in? And is there a gun that's made that you can do from the standing position to put extra decking screws in from up above? Um, the answer uh, to the second question is yes. Um, first of all, let me explain what's happening. Uh, when builders nail in OSB, they typically use a special type of nail. It's called a cooler. And it's about a seven-penny common nail with a black rosin uh, coating on the outside. And when you drive the nail in, it it heats, and the friction melts the glue, theoretically. And then once uh, it cools, it sort of glues in place. The problem is that it doesn't always do that. And as the boards sort of uh, move and pull in and out of the floor joists that they're attached to, because the rosin is on the nail, it makes an awfully loud sound. So that's probably why you're getting the squeak. The solution is to screw it down. And do you have what kind of do you have floor covering on that now? Is there anything covering that OSB? Well, no, we we haven't got any squeak yet because the cabin was just built about uh, finished the floor about uh, roughly two weeks ago. Perfect. So I'm telling you, squeaks will happen. I've just predicted for you, unless you screw everything down. But yes, you definitely can. Uh, screw it down. Um, easy way to do that, by the way, would be to chalk lines where all the floor joists are so you don't have to guess. And then just go ahead and screw about six screws in, in every floor joist that uh, goes through each sheet of plywood. So you do six on the seam and six on the next joist, the next joist, next joist, and so on. Now, as far as the screwdriver, there is a, um, a special type of screw gun that is specifically made for this. And it has uh, an attachment that's about two feet long, and it has a cartridge of screws that sort of roll through it. So you literally can stand up and walk down the line and screw the floor in. You don't have to do it on your hands and knees. Right. Uh, the, the, 
worth anything to get up under the underside of the deck and put it, uh, any glue or adhesive juncture of the top of the joist and the underside of the, uh, the decking itself. I don't think you need to get up under the underside of the deck like you were asking earlier. I think that uh, if you screw the floor down from the top, you will be good to go. You betcha. Bye-bye now. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, if you're looking to save some money on energy and heating in the future, you might need to look to a favorite heating system from the past. We're talking about wood stoves and we'll cover the latest in that technology after this. This is Jeopardy. Uh, I'll take a ways to lose money with thousand. This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. The Money Pit is presented by Swan Security. Enter Swan's Get Connected, Be Protected sweepstakes today at swan.com. And you could win one of five complete do-it-yourself home security systems, including the top prize of a four-camera security system, iPad, and plasma TV, valued at over $5,000. Enter today at swan.com. That's swan.com. That's S-W-A-N-N.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement question. One caller that makes it on the air this hour is going to win a fun and easy way to jazz up their bathroom. We're giving away $50 worth of toilet tattoos. Their patterns and designs printed on electrostatic vinyl that stick to the lid. These are easy to apply. They're easy to remove and reapply with no residue. We've got lots of fun holiday patterns to choose from, even just a few for Halloween, too. So check them out at toilet-tattoos.com or give us a call right now at 888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. Don in Pennsylvania is on the line with a lighting question. How can we help you today? Now, we're going to redo our kitchen ceiling this year, and we have okay. six-inch pot lights up in the ceiling. Yeah, the can lights? Yeah. Okay. And we was wondering if we would take them out, if we put the LED lights under the cabinet, if it would give us as much light. No, I, I wouldn't take them out. I would keep them in. Now, you know, one is for area lighting, one's for task lighting. So the LED lights that could go under the edge of the cabinet could give you task-specific lighting for, like, food prep. And they also look darn cool when you when you dim them in a party, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But uh, I would keep the uh, keep the lights in the ceiling. But, by the way, you have a lot of options in, in uh, the type of bulbs that you can put in those ceiling lights. You could actually put in... LED bulbs into those ceiling lights, too, and you may find the quality of light is, is better than what you have with the incandescents. I mean, take them out and put like maybe like four-inch ones in smaller ones or just leave the six ones in there? I would leave them. I think that, you know, I, I think you could use the six-inch ones that you have. I don't think that's part of the project that's going to give you a good return on investment. But, you know, if you change the bulbs out, I, I think you'll find that that will make a difference. Take a look at those Phillips bulbs. I've got uh, several of those now in my house, including in the kitchen, as can lights. They're LEDs, and we match them up with Lutron dimmers where you can adjust the dimming range. And they're super bright, and they cost a heck of a lot less to run than the incandescents, and they last 
a lot longer. I mean, we used to replace those incandescents uh, all the time, and these have been, uh, I've never had to replace them, and I think they say they last like over 20 years. Where would you find the Phillips ones at? Uh, you can get them at uh, Home Depot. I know okay. that uh, I've gotten there. They're really interesting looking, Jack. They're the ones that look, they look like yellow. <laughs> they kind of look, I always think they look like uh, bug lights. Okay. But you'll be amazed when the thing comes on how bright it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're super efficient. Well, that's what we're looking for. All right, Don, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, it wasn't all that long ago that wood-burning stoves were the only way that you could heat your home. And although they got replaced with newer, fancier heating systems, people really seem to love them. And they can still do a pretty good job of keeping you toasty for very little money, which we all like. Yes, but you have to treat them right by choosing the right fuel because the wrong fuel could be very unsafe. It could also damage the stove and certainly decrease its energy efficiency. For example, you never want to burn driftwood or treated woods because they can release a toxic gas. Seasoned hardwood is best for heat release and also for the least creosote buildup, which can be pretty dangerous. Also, you want to make sure that you store your wood in a dry spot. Burning wet or green wood is going to waste a lot of energy, and it's also going to contribute to that creosote buildup. Now, the harder, denser, and heavier the wood, the more heat you're going to get out of it. So while softwood like pine is safe to burn, you won't get nearly as much heat as you want. And don't forget, your wood stove is not a trash incinerator, so don't use it to burn garbage. If you treat your wood stove right, you'll be warm and toasty all winter without those big heating bills. Kelly in South Dakota is on the line and needs help with a cleaning question. Tell us what's going on. Hi. Um, we have a stain on our briefway cement. It's like an oil stain, and we just are having a lot of trouble getting that up. Do you have, like, a, a special formula? Where's the floor, and why do you need to get the oil stain on the cement? Are we, is it in the, the garage, or where? No, it's in our briefway that we have in between the... Um, it's an enclosed breezeway. It's kind of decorated, and, you know, we use it. I see. So it's a finished space, yeah. Well, I mean, what I, what I would do is I would consider painting that cement floor. I would use an epoxy paint. I would use a two-part epoxy paint, which you mix up and has a, a, a chemical cure. There's going to be a degreaser that's part of the process that preps the surface. And so you clean it with a degreaser first. And I mean, mm-hmm. I assume we're talking about, you know, an old stain here, nothing that's like soppy and oily, but you hit it with the degreaser no, first, no. let it dry, and then you use the epoxy paint and uh, you'll get a nice clean finish and you'll find that it's going to be a lot easier to sweep and, and, and keep nice and tidy too with the epoxy paint. Not terribly expensive, not complicated, and it will clearly solve the issue. Will it be slippery if it gets wet? No, absolutely not. Okay. Well, that's All right. great. All right. Now we've got Richard calling in from Atlanta, Georgia, listening to us on WGST. What can we do for you today? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, we've got carpet in the basement. We just bought this house about six months ago, and they've got some kind of mold issue, and I'm, I'm not going to mess with it. I'm just going to rip it out. I don't want to re-carpet it, and I don't want concrete floors. Um, I've heard laminated wood, engineered wood, plastic wood. Could you give me a, a nickel education on this? Well, absolutely. First of all, you're really smart to tear out carpet from a basement 
for all the reasons you stated, I mean, carpet is like it's a filter, and you put it down in the basement, it traps dust, dust mites, and allergens. It holds moisture in, and it can be a very unhealthy situation. So removing that, going down the concrete, and thinking about a hard surface flooring is a wise move. You do have options. The two best options would be laminate flooring and engineered hardwood flooring. A good source for both products is Lumber Liquidators. They have good products, good prices, great experts there. We've had them on the show a number of times. And whether or not you go with laminate or hardwood, the installation is going to be really important. You're going to follow their directions on that. Make sure you have the appropriate vapor barriers down. Now, engineered hardwood is just like regular hardwood, except that it's made kind of like plywood with different layers that overlap. And this gives it dimensional stability, which is the reason you could put it in a damp area like a basement. Right. But then the top layer is actually the hardwood veneer of the hardwood that you're looking at. So it's truly a beautiful floor. Okay, cool. Now, laminate is also an an option, and the laminate flooring today is absolutely gorgeous. And I'm telling you, in many cases, you cannot tell that it isn't hardwood floor because it looks so good. If you decide not to go with a hardwood look, you could get a laminate. Like, I have lumber liquidators laminate in my kitchen. It looks like stone, and it's beautiful. It's tough. We've raised three kids on it. You just can't kill this stuff. So I would take a look at LumberLiquidators.com. Take a look at either laminate or engineered hardwood, not solid hardwood, because that will move if it gets damp or wet, but only engineered. Does that make sense, Rich? That makes great sense. Thank you so much. Jan in Kansas is on the line with a home that seems to be cracking up. Tell us what's going on. Well, I've got a lot of problems. Uh, It's an old house. It's... uh... Over 50 years old. You have a lot of opportunities, Jan, not a lot of problems. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I've got some cracks in the wall, and I have one crack that is uh, going from the dining room to the kitchen, and I believe it's cracking on both sides of the wall. Same crack. Uh, You said it's 50 years old. Do you know if it's plaster lath? It's sheetrock. It's drywall? Okay. So, you know, fixing that is not a big deal. The thing is that most people usually fix it incorrectly. What they'll do is they'll try to spackle it. And by spackling it, you're pretty much guaranteeing that it's going to re-crack. What you have to do is, is sand down the area so you get rid of any glaze from the paint or dirt or anything like that. And then you're going to cover it with drywall tape. And you want to use the mesh type of tape that's sticky. So you put a strip of tape across the crack. And then you spackle right over that tape. And you'll use three layers of spackle. And the easiest way to apply this is if you buy the plastic uh, spackling knives... You can buy one that starts at around four inches, then you go to six, then you go to eight. And they're pretty inexpensive, and you use that to apply the spackle, and you sand in between each coat, and then you prime and paint, and you're done. So those are the proper steps. Where most people go wrong is they just try to do a quick and dirty spackling job, and they wonder why it cracks again and again and again, because that's basically an expansion joint right now. And unless you spread the repair across both sides of it with new drywall tape, it will continue to show up. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up ahead, windows, they are the biggest drain on most homeowners' energy bills. But you don't have to sacrifice beauty to get that energy efficiency. We're going to tell you how after this. Hi, I'm Norm Abram from This Old House. And when we're working on our projects, we listen to the Money Pit. 
making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if it's been a while since you put down a new floor, let me tell you, things have definitely changed. There are a ton of options available today. There are a ton of price ranges. And we can help you pick the one that's right for you. If you simply go to our website at moneypit.com and search Flooring Guide, we walk you through the pros and the cons of the nine most popular options that's online at moneypit.com. Just search Flooring Guide. John in New York is dealing with some hard water stains. Tell us what's going on. I got some hard water stains in my toilet bowl, and I get rid of them, and they come back. Okay. Well, that's because you're not correcting the hard water situation. You're just, <laughs> you know, cleaning the evidence right. of one. Exactly. Yeah, I'm basically renting, so. Yeah. All right, well, because you can't put any money into the solving the problem, you're going to end up putting money into to a hard water toilet bowl cleaners okay because the solution is uh to deal with the hard water and um there's a couple of ways to do that but it's not the kind of thing that a renter would do because it requires an investment in the plumbing system of the home itself right how about clr have you tried that that seems to work pretty well as a cleaner calcium lime rust remover yeah, I seen a commercial for that the other day. Does that work pretty yeah, good? Yeah, that's a good that's a good thing. It works pretty well and it should make it somewhat manageable. Well, now it's time for your picture-perfect tip presented by Anderson Windows and Doors, available at the Home Depot. You know, windows can make or break the appearance of a home, but if you've got old drafty windows that don't work well, not only will your home look like it's in a state of disrepair, your wallet will also feel the pinch of inefficient windows when those energy bills come soaring in. That's right. You know, replacement windows should look attractive, but also be made well. If you choose a poorly made window, any money that you think you're saving won't be worth it in the long run. Now, Anderson Windows and Doors makes a window that I really respect. It's the 400 series replacement window. It's extremely well made and it's super energy efficient and available in a wide variety of of types and trim colors that will match any architectural style of your home and really step up your curb appeal. I mean, they've got double hung, casement, gliding, fixed shape windows, you name it. The 400 series really has the perfect blend of shape, color, and type that adds both energy efficiency and style to your home all year round. That's right. You know, the Series 400 also has low E4 glass for really exceptional energy efficiency. And there are many types of embellishments for the panes, from grills to diamond shapes and even custom options. And you can choose hardware options like distressed bronze, brushed chrome. They've got matte finishes in black and white, among others. And the experts at Anderson can help guide you through the process so that you choose the perfect combination of features that will match your home's style. So if you're concerned concerned about upgrading your windows because they won't keep in line with the character of your home, there's really no reason to worry. Anderson's 400 series is going to cover it. Every style and look from mission to craftsman, traditional to modern, and pretty much everything in between. And from now until October 17th, you can get an additional 10% off all special orders of Anderson windows and patio doors at the Home Depot. Check out the 400 series and get inspired at andersonwindows.com. Jim in Tennessee is on the line with a concrete cracking up issue. Tell us what's going on. Yes, I have a concrete driveway that every winter uh, it seems to, the cracks seem to separate. Yep. I've I've used several different things, like uh, cement, but the cement crumbles. Um, Of course it does, Jim. 
<laughs> because cement is not a good uh, patching material. It oh, doesn't okay. expand and contract. It doesn't stick properly. What you need is an epoxy patching compound. Epoxy compounds are designed specifically to stick to the concrete uh, floor that you have and to not crack and recrack. Anytime you try to use regular cement and fill something in, there's just not enough uh, uh, base there, so to speak, mm-hmm. and it will continue to open and close and expand and contract and turn into little chunks of, of concrete that will fall out. Oh, great. I had no idea. And it's an easy fix. Take a look at the uh, QuickCrete website. Uh, There's a number of products out there designed specifically for this, but make sure it's a patching compound, and it'll do a much better job. Hey, we love your show. I tell you, you get a lot of good tips on it. Thanks, Jim. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Do you happen to have a table, a chair, or a bench that's destined for the dumpster? Well, don't bring it there just yet. We're going to tell you how to turn shabby into shabby chic after this. You live in a body pit. Body pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows, the number one brand of windows in America. Now enjoy 10% off all special order Anderson windows and patio doors at the Home Depot, including the Anderson 400 series double hung replacement window, making it easy to replace your old windows. Valid through October 17. See the Home Depot for details. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. We're giving away a pretty fun way to make your bathroom little bit more dressed up we've got toilet tattoos and what they are are a static cling applique that go on your toilet lid they come in a ton of different designs that'll really match just about any decor i think the reason why i think this is kind of fun is maybe the boys in my house will actually close the toilet seat you know so that they can look at the fun designs could be an incentive there i'm just saying if you want to check them out it's toilettattoos.com it's a pretty cool thing and the winner gets to choose from five designs which is worth 50 bucks so give us a call right now for the answer to your question and your chance to win. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. Now we've got Sue on the line who needs some help removing wallpaper. Tell us what's going on. Well, I live in an older house that has every single wall in the house is wallpapered. Okay. okay. And, I, and I'm really sick of wallpaper. Yeah. Probably uh, a lot of years of wallpaper too, huh, Sue? Yes, it is. Well, you know, as a decorator, wallpaper is coming back in a big way, and big, bold patterns sometimes work really well in interesting spaces, but they might not always be what everybody wants. Now, Sue, tell me, is it paper or is it vinyl? I think it might be a vinyl. Okay. Now, with vinyl, you're going to need to score that wall covering first, only because the vinyl is going to, you know, stop any of your efforts from actually getting to where the paste is. Now, I've done this before, and it depends on how you've actually put up the paper and how long it's been there and what it is adhered to. You know, was the drywall behind it prepared first? That's all going to depend on your success rate in removing the wallpaper. But believe it or not, and it's definitely worth trying, it doesn't always work, but it has been successful many times for me. You can actually remove wallpaper with fabric softener. Really? I know it sounds crazy, but you can mix about a third of a cup fabric softener with two thirds of a cup hot water, or you can even do it with, um, 
what is it, laundry starch, equal amounts of laundry starch and hot water. And the laundry starch, the benefit I find with that is that it ends up being like a thicker consistency. So it holds the, the moisture on the wallpaper where you want it, whereas the fabric softener and water is a little bit wetter. But you, if you're using the fabric softener, you want to put it in a spray bottle, spritz that wallpaper, get it super wet, let it sit there for 10 to 15 minutes. That wallpaper, you're going to feel it start to loosen, and then you're going to peel it away, start at the bottom, work your way to the top. You may need a scraper to sort of get underneath it and, you know, give it a lot of elbow grease. But with the laundry starch and hot water, you can put that on with a paint roller or a sponge, super wet the walls again, let it stand until you can peel away. And and I would start there before I start, you know, renting steamers and, you know, getting crazy chemicals. Just start and see your success rate. Okay. That sounds easier than I thought it would be. Well, that's that's what we're here for. Thanks so much, Sue, for calling us at 888 Money Pit. And good luck with that wallpaper well, project. Well, thank you. I'm going to be starting it probably in the next couple of weeks. Good. And then we'll talk to you next year when you're finished, okay? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to consider that. <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, at some point in your life, you might end up with old wood furniture. Nothing that's structurally broken, but more worn out and definitely out of style. The experts at Elmer's, a proud sponsor of the Money Pit, have a great idea for you to take this old furniture to go from shabby to shabby chic. You know, this is a project that works great on benches, chairs, tables, or even a wooden headboard. First, you're going to need Elmer's Wood Filler Max, and that's going to fill in any holes or dents or scratches that you might have. It's a really great product because once it's dry, you can sand it, paint it, stain it, and it's super strong. Now, once you've repaired any dings, dents, or scratches, you can paint that furniture any color that you like, let it dry thoroughly, and once it is, you can brush on a coat of Elmer's Wood Glue And while the glue is still tacky, apply the top coat of paint. That's right. I said put the paint on wet glue. Now, when it dries, what you're left with is the crackle look that makes the furniture look whimsical and unique. You can use just about any paint color you want. And if you'd like to learn more about this project and others, head on over to Elmers.com, E-L-M-E-R-S.com. Michael in North Carolina is on the line with a water heater that's making some curious sounds. Tell us what's going on. Recently, the last uh, four to six weeks, I've been noticing it, it sounds like a bubbling and a popping noise inside of the water heater. I've read several things on the Internet, but I can't quite put my finger on it, and I'm worried that uh, either the vessel's getting ready to go or I'm, I'm not sure at this point. How old is the water heater? Um, it looks to be of considerable age. I'm guessing between six and eight years. Well, I mean, water just generally go about 10 to 12 years, so that's not, that's kind of middle-aged. It's not too terrible. By the way, if you look at the data plate on that water heater, usually there's a date stamp sort of buried into the serial number. Sometimes it'll actually say what the date of the manufacturer is, or at the least, it's going to have a, a gas standard uh, in terms of which code it was built to, and it'll give you a year there, so you can get an actual sense of, of what the age of the water heater is. The noise is usually caused by a sediment buildup on the bottom of the tank. So if you drain the tank occasionally, that will usually stop that. Have you ever drained your tank? Um, in the eight months I've been there, no. But I um, read something somewhere along the lines that you have to be very careful with. It's got a uh, plastic drain valve on it. And when you have a water heater that's a little bit older, I guess they get become brittle. And I'm worried about uh, breaking that and making things much worse immediately. 
Well, I mean, you could very carefully try to drain the water heater. You simply hook up a garden hose to that spout. It's designed to be drained and let some of the water out of it and try try to spill off some sediment with that. You get sediment on the bottom of the tank, and that does uh, tend to make it uh, pretty noisy sometimes. Okay. Is there any chance that uh, I have the temperature turned up too high and it's causing, well, I guess not at 125 degrees, it wouldn't cause a boiling, would it? No, it wouldn't. And, you know, 125 degrees, though, is pretty hot. You, you really want it to be more like 110. Okay. Just for safety's sake, if nothing else. Yeah, because you could easily get scalded. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll give that a shot. All right. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Still ahead, do you think that redecorating for fall should cost a lot of money and it's just way too much trouble to even do? Hey, not so fast. Up next, we've got a great way to change out your window dressing each season. Yes, you should be doing that if you want to keep your house looking fresh in a way that's inexpensive and requires zero sewing. So stick around. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows, the number one brand of windows in America. Now enjoy 10% off all special order Anderson windows and patio doors at the Home Depot, including the Anderson 400 series double hung replacement window, making it easy to replace your old windows. Valid through October 17. See the Home Depot for details. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the Money Pit is now heard 24-7 on TuneIn.com. You can listen to us whenever you want, all day, every day. Just visit TuneIn.com or look for the TuneIn logo on our Facebook page. That's right. And when you're online, you can head on over to the community section of the Money Pit website and you can post a question there like Phil in Indiana did, who writes, I have two bedrooms in my home that no one ever uses. I have an electric forced air heating system. I'm wondering if there's some way that I can seal off those two bedrooms and not pay to heat them. You know, certainly there is. I mean, we just did this in our house when my son headed back to college. Why heat his room while he's not (laughs) there in the winter. No, so what we did is we closed all of the vents uh, that feed air into his room. So what you need to do is to find the damper in the duct system. Now, the damper is a sort of a paddle that closes internally across the duct and seals it off. You can also close it at the register inside the room, but it's more effective if you actually close it at the damper. Because it's still getting to that register, right? Yeah, because it stops it from getting that far and doesn't waste as much energy. So do that. If you've got a hot water system, you can turn the radiator off uh, inside the room. Just make sure that you're also not impacting any plumbing that's nearby. So for example, if there's a bathroom in the room, you can't turn off the heat because the pipes are going to freeze unless you turn the bath off and drain the water as well. And you know what? I did actually read in in some magazine that if you're suffering from empty nest syndrome and you're missing the kid too much that's gone off to college, like close the door to the room. You'll think about him for less. Hey, are you one of the many homeowners who get the itch to add a little fall color around your home this time of year? Redecorating for each season can be expensive and time-consuming unless, of course, 
You have the tricks of the trade of my co-host, Leslie Segretti, in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. Are you like me? Do you love fall colors? Well, one of the best ways to bring fall inside is with your window treatments. You don't have to spend a ton of money or drag out your sewing machine to turn your windows into a fall treat. One easy way is to use kitchen towels on your kitchen windows instead. Now, kitchen towels, they come in super rich patterns and are frequently discounted this time of year. And Pretty much you can find them anywhere in a ton of different patterns from cute and whimsical to kind of serious to just plain. So really, you can have a lot of fun. All you need to do is clip drapery hooks to the towels and then hang them from a cafe curtain rod. Then when winter or spring comes along, swap them out. Now, you can also use drapery hooks to hang inexpensive shawls on longer windows. And if you've got a glue gun, you can add some decorative ribbon or fringe. And you can actually also do that with a product called stitch witchery or bondable fusing or heat bond. It's basically, you know, a quarter inch to an inch. It comes in a variety of thicknesses, sort of a fusible tape that you use with an iron to sort of adhere trimming to different fabrics. Um... That's a great and easy way that you can dress up something without doing any sewing as well. Now, if you want to add some pizzazz to curtains that you already own, you can get magnetic buttons in a variety of colors at a ton of different fabric or craft stores, and they just pop on and off at your whim. No sewing at all. So really some fun ways to dress up what you've already got or inexpensively enhance your space so you get that autumn vibe in your home on the cheap. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next week on the program, oil stains, cracks, and frost heap. All things that could turn your beautiful driveway into a frightful scene. We're going to talk about how to make those disappear on the next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.